You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Some leisure activities you enjoy besides gaming. Leisure. Sports and leisure. Old <laughs> trivial pursuit category. Never quite understood. Now I do. <laughs> a gardening's up there high for me. I, I love gardening. You're a big gardener. I didn't know you had a green thumb. Yeah, I, I built my whole patio the last year or so and uh, laid that out and then. That's gardening? I, that's construction work. Yeah, that's part, carpentry. It's part of creating the, the, the garden itself and the bounds of it. And then once I had the bounds of the garden made, my new favorite thing is to find uh, perennials I've never seen before. I hate purchasing annuals. Yep. I hate having with this you. really pretty flower show up for one year, and then I got to buy it again. Mm. So hydrangeas are big for me. Hostas are big for me. There's this Michigan purple flower bush I found last year. The problem is Home Depot, they're in with big perennial, and they don't want to put out, or big annual, they don't want to put out the good perennials. So I got to find a couple nurseries, maybe on Long Island, maybe near Glenridge. Ain't no money in perennials. <laughs> I know. Like always, I always dealers. wonder that. I'm, I always wonder that. I'm like, how do you price a plant that lives forever? It's just like grows yeah. forever. It's like... You know, it's just, it's a terrible deal. You should just always sell annuals so people always have to come back. Here's the thing. We have four hydrangea bushes uh, in our yard, and they're beautiful when they bloom. And then there's just these ugly-ass, like, straw, uh, just they, eyesores they the rest like, of the year. They look like uh, the bleached coral fields off the coast of Australia, the Great Barrier Reef. They look dead in the wintertime. I'm looking at them right now out my window. They're just ugly. I just want to chop them down. <laughs> Well, that's why you need to mix. That's why you need to mix evergreens in with the perennials. And right now, unfortunately, my yard is bifurcated between the right side, which is all perennials that kind of go to sleep in the winter and are dead like that, and then the left side are boxwoods and uh, some Carolina jessamine, which is a crawling Ooh, bush that, that is covering that our fence. Yeah. <laughs> it's some good hits. Uh, but yeah, half of my yard is just like dead in the winter, and I got to try to rectify that this year. Matt, you get a green thumb, not as big, but more hairy than Grant's? <laughs> uh, no, my uh, Caitlin does most of the gardening for us. I'm very bad at it, and I have very little patience for it. Um, but I, I did buy, I, I, t- I try to cultivate some of the things I buy her. I don't buy her, like, cut flowers. Like I, I buy her flowering bushes so that oh, they can oh. come back. I got, bought her a nice set of tulips, tulip bulbs this year. And they came out of the they came out of the soil like they were supposed to right, shortly after they arrived. And they started to bloom and then immediately died. Oh! <laughs> so I called I called I called for to for them to send me a replacement and uh, seventeen phone calls and half a dozen emails later I I got a giant orchid instead. Oh wait, you tried to get your money back on the tulips? Well, they were supposed to like there's like they were they were supposed to bloom like. Within a certain number of time after they, you know, after they, they arrived and we did all the care things, right? And I was like, you're, you're tulips. Did you plant them prior to the first frost? They're supposed no. to be in the ground and receive a frost. They came the planted. In oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It was like a, 
Hero Flowers website. That's not gardening. That I won't mention because I want them to eventually be a possible sponsor for the show. Is it Books? It's not. It's Books, isn't it? It's not. I won't say. Is that your favorite leisure activity, gardening? Poorly? No. I don't. How did we get on the gardening as a subject for this podcast? Grant, that was Grant's leisure activity. And then I was segueing to, for you to tell us your leisure activity by finding out if you had a... It was really just to insult your uh, her suit body. Yes. <laughs> you never miss an opportunity to do that, do you? I can't. Well, you shave it. I'll, I'll, I'll forget about it. Um, no, I enjoy cooking as a, as a leisure activity. Oh, mm. too. My wife is always like... Matthew and Caitlin look like they make the best dishes. Like, yeah, but they don't eat meat. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the best dishes. They're just very, very good dishes. Nice. But are just <laughs> not the best. I don't, I, I don't know. You can have the best pasta dish with meat or without meat. So yeah, our pastas true. are our game. God, I love pasta so much. I love pasta so much. I need a different day of the week. <laughs> Pasta is Joe's favorite leisure it's activity. So <laughs> eating pasta, pasta Actually, cheese. That might be my favorite leisure activity. <laughs> Fuck the cooking. Just eating the pasta is my favorite leisure yeah, activity. Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that I like more than this. But one of the things that I love most in the world is just a fine cheese, a big hunk of bread, and a movie. <laughs> just sitting yep. there watching something, shoving bread and cheese in my fat face. It's so relaxing and enjoyable. We've never been to Little Italy together, the five, five, Sydney, I'm sorry, you're not invited. But, That's uh, okay. we, <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. I'll go, on, I'll go on my own. I'll have a really good time. We'll bring the some... table across the room. <laughs> be like, don't look at us. <laughs> you keep putting up the menus, like, like cartoon yeah. style. The gentleman brought you their bill and said you'd know what to do. <laughs> you do not pay another table's bill. bill. We learned that last episode. You do not pay another no. table's bill. I'm just imagining Sydney like Michael Caine at the end of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> um, we should do that sometime, though. Sydney, what's your favorite leisure activity? We know Joe's is cheese and Matthew's is pasta and Grant likes hydrangeas. Uh, I don't know. I think it's hard when you have hobbies um, because sometimes they turn into, I mean, you guys know that very well. Sometimes your hobbies turn into your job. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, no, I think I dabble in lots. I like gardening. I, I just got an aerial garden. It's like a hydroponic system so I can garden in my apartment since I don't have a yard. Uh, I like cooking a lot, but I think my favorite leisure activity is like one browsing Craigslist for free stuff and seeing what's in the neighborhood. Really? That is my, one of my favorite leisure activities looking on the free stuff page of Craigslist. It's wild. Uh, and two, trampoline. what's, yeah. what's, wait, what's been your, what's been your biggest, get like what's been your best pri your best prized free craigslist item oh that's a good question probably like shell like random stuff like shelves that people were just tossing on the street but they were like nice like good system shelves with the um what is it called uh like the metal runners that have the oh yeah like into container them. store mm. kind of yeah yeah like stuff that costs a ton of money for no reason um but that being said i love doing craft stuff so if i can like fix a sink like i um I don't know. I just love to like fix things around my home and space. So I'm like, ah, I could, I could like make this more functional. Uh, and I go to the hardware store and I buy a bunch of shit and I come back and I watch a bunch of YouTube videos. So I think for me, <laughs> I think for me, that's uh, my favorite leisure activity is like handyman work around the house. Handyman work around the house. Skid, you big uh, handyman? Yep. That's your thing. You just That's love my thing too. Yeah. Taking things apart and putting them back together. Love seeing what makes something tick. Uh, 
<laughs> no, I mostly lately I've been trying to fill in the thing I've been enjoying most other than sports is just filling in. I talked about filling in my cinematic blind areas. Mm. Mm. So just seeing classic movies that I've never gotten around to seeing. That's been that's something I started during lockdown and kind of continued. I watched Kramer versus Kramer the other day. I'd never seen that. That was fun. That Classic. is a great movie. It's so yeah. sad, but I love that movie. You should read the. You should read the, read the stories about what Dustin Hoffman put. Oh in no, Street I know. That movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's truly you, awful. You, you ruined that movie for me, but yeah. <laughs> there was another great it. movie about a uh, child custody battle, but it lacks something. <laughs> oh yeah, arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All the best child custody movies have arm wrestling in them. <laughs> Very true. Uh, uh, Sid, I gotta, I gotta mention this to you. I've mentioned that I think on the network before, uh, but uh, you talk about like browsing Craigslist for like what's in the neighborhood, and there was this thing. I don't even think it was ever viral, really, by the definition. But back in the day, and I'm looking it up on the website, and it looks like still the last one was written in 2013. So it's been a long time. But this dude used to prank people on Craigslist and write them to like buy their oh, shit. Oh, I remember this! And then he would fuck with them. And I'm oh, telling you, was I so would funny. laugh out loud reading these entries. They're so funny. Uh, and I just pulled it up in the most recent one. It's a guy selling a fish tank, and he's adamant in his post that you have to call him and not respond to the Craigslist post. And so the guy immediately just, the guy who's messing with him, writes like to, the, to his email, to the Craigslist post. And the guy just writes back, call the number, like in all caps. And he goes, what number? And he writes a number. And then he's like, I tried calling and it's, it went straight to voicemail. And the guy's like, it, I didn't hear it ring, do it again. And so he keeps getting this guy into a, a, like writing a million messages until he... <laughs> He, he starts to tell him that he's like, he goes, I th is your phone number a fax machine? Because I keep hearing a fax sound. And the guy's like, it's my fucking cell phone, dude. It is not a fax machine. So oh then this God. dude calls his cell with a fax machine. And he picks up his cell phone. And he's like, this. dude, stop trying to send me faxes. Because he picks up his cell phone and like, here's a fax sound. And then this is where it goes off the deep end. He says, oh, my God, dude, enough with the faxes. And then this guy writes up and says, sorry, I set the fax machine to try sending the facts every 15 minutes until it goes through it was the office fax machine and i already left for the weekend can this wait until monday and then he calls the guy every 15 minutes the guy says no i cannot wait until monday are you fucking kidding me and then he goes like i'm sorry i can't go back i'm at the airport my flight to vancouver leaves an hour and a half i'll cancel the facts on monday when i get back i mean and they're all like this it just has you so anyway it's called emails from an asshole uh yes. just google that they I'm on Amazon. This, they were so fucking funny. Oh, I've never heard of that. I can't believe it. That oh, is so God. funny. <laughs> so good. I used to read those at work, and I would just like be sitting there trying to stifle my laughter, just crying because they're so fucking funny. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, oh, well, we're going to need some leisure activities after the uh, five of us die in this obvious ambush. Yeah, your Delta into. Green agents are. The annual flowers of, uh, of RPG. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh. Run it back around. You guys are in a, a really difficult situation, and things have gotten really intense. As you got in the car uh, at the end of the last episode, you're literally 
literally, this is what you've come to. You're just driving around because you can't go anywhere because every, you're being watched, you're being followed, you, you're, you owe multiple people meetings at different times. You don't know who to trust. You might not even know who you really work for. It's getting super intense. And I think that that has good repercussions and bad repercussions. So I've got some good news. I've got some bad news. Good news? Well, which do you want first? Good I always news. want the bad first. Bad oh. <laughs> the bad first. Okay. Bad news first. The tension in this car is getting a little out of control. I need everybody to roll a sanity check. Oh, oh wow. that's the bad. I thought you were just going to say we're out of gas. If Caesar <laughs> loses it, man, are we going to roll? He's under right on our- the edge. He was on the edge in the bathroom. Yeah. And now you get him in the car. Tell him you don't even know who you're working for. Oh, I'm going to fail. You have to roll under your current sanity, right? Under your current sanity. Yeah. No, oh no, 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 no. Oh, I made it 37 under 40. Gavin Ooh. makes it to 23 under 56. Okay. Uh, Magdalena makes it as well, 42 under 65. Wow, I thought that'd be a lot more failed. Jordy failed. Oh, oh, 89 no. over 79. Oh, wow, you got a good sample. Oh, I don't know, it's current, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, okay, so, so yeah, 89 over 60. Okay, Ooh. and then Caesar? 57 over 43. <gasps> no, Caesar! Oh, no. Oh, no. Roll a one, one, roll a one. We might have no, to kill Caesar it's, before it's not a roll. Both of you take one sanity damage. Oh, this was a zero God. one. It's just a zero one, yeah. Oh, my God. Grant, so, what are you, what are you, what's your breaking point? Uh, Unless you don't want to share is, it. It's 40. It's always uh, 10 less than your uh, total, right? Or is no. it different for everyone? Uh, okay. Oh, I yeah, just Sam, it's your sand minus your willpower, right? Had I, f- had I failed, I would have argued yes. that I'm adapted to helplessness, <laughs> which is the feeling <laughs> in the car. <laughs> yeah, do we get adapted towards anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is helplessness. And uh, you are, uh, yeah. So, Roger, you're actually fine. Uh, in fact, I, I think I might have misread that before. I have to look up, read up on that again about being... Um, acclimated acclimated yeah there's there's some i think i made it sound like it was too easy but uh whatever it's fine we will figure it out either way it just it goes to show you that there's a lot of tension in the car and you guys are starting to fray at the edges how does this uh, manifest for caesar i think caesar is having a really hard time following the debrief that roger is giving us all over if you like pina coladas blasting <laughs> through the radio no. as loud as it can escape it's just, escape it's just it's just juddering his head and he opens up the or he starts rolling down the the passenger side mirror of the car and he just sticks his head out of the side like the joker in the dark knight rises (laughs) (laughs) shakes his head out the window to get some air and then comes back in and reopens up haunter and sees if it's going to go off very nervously rocking back and forth and uh what about jordy how does it manifest for jordy i think Jordy is, yeah, he, he just, just all the pressure of the situation is starting to get to him. And he's managed to, through all this, he's managed to maintain a pretty high sanity through everything. But he's just like starting to maybe uh, hyperventilate a little bit with his bad lungs. Okay. And he goes for cigarettes and he's out. Oh. He's like, <sighs> he's like fumbling and he's like, 
it like crumples up the the, the, the the packet and like rolls down the window and throws it out. He's like <gasps> He's like he's just trying to like he's like beating on his chest, like trying to like calm down. Okay. Roger will bum on the smoke. Oh, thanks. It's not oh, your yeah. <laughs> Just what the doctor ordered. Oh Thanks, buddy. That's 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 a not insignificant detail that Troy and I both know about as former people who have smoked cigarettes in the past. Not having your brand when you need a cigarette is not optimal. You're you're doing it because you need to satisfy an urge, but it sucks when you don't have your brand when you need a cigarette. Just give you a brand that you don't give her. It was an American <sighs> spirit blue. <laughs> that's my that's my backup brand. Well, it's my my backup uh, uh, strength. I'm a it was an American spirit yellow smoke. All natural. Mm. They're good for you. <laughs> why do you think why do you think Jordy doesn't have that much sanity damage? I think cuz he, he isn't specifically inured to and like he doesn't have any instances of like immune to helplessness or, or violence or whatever. But I think he's been just so close to death for so long that he's like I think he's kind of come to terms with it, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's like the sweet release of the grave might be something he's looking forward to. It's a bit of a relief. So he's just like, I might go crazy, but it won't last long. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, the good news is you all level up. As you sit in this car and you start to freak out a little bit, you also start honing in how in what a dangerous position you are now. You start to become hyper-focused on... You need... Try to explain this. So, basically, there's a lot of shit coming to you from a lot of different directions. As players, you might be a little flummoxed. You might be a little bit like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? That feeling is, is totally understandable. You're supposed to feel that way. But remember, your characters were hired or brought in or whatever, um, were activated by Delta Green for a reason. It's because they have faith in them and their ability to not only get the job done, but to focus while doing it. And also, each one of you is very, very good at certain skills. You guys have sets of skills that if you apply them correctly can probably get you out of just about any situation. So anything that you have failed out lately, level it up. Uh, so the original was one, I guess. The errata was 1d3 minus one. And then 1d4 minus one. one. That's D4. what my sheet says. Yeah, something like that. And then I believe they errated the errata, uh, the latest I saw. And uh, it's just a 1d4 or a 1d3. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to try to... Uh, Fine, I, I had it ready Which and is it? I lost it. <laughs> I uh, feel like I'm on a Delta Green mission. It is, it is now straight up 1D4. It's not oh, 1D4 minus crap. 1. Wow, okay. All so right. this is just every skill we failed at, we roll 1D4 and add that many points. Oh, to our- amazing. So I had failed an alertness roll. 
even what? Though an, even though I have an eighty, he did. Yeah. I, oh, that's and right. That, and I rolled a four, so now I, I have an eighty-four. I had the nice. same thing happen to me, Troy. I got a, I got a, I got one d four. Rolled a four for alertness. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Now think about what does that mean for Roger? I mean, he, has he ever been in a situation like this where he doesn't even know who he's working for? And I, so I imagine his senses are just like, <laughs> yeah. And his search went up by one. So yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, he's been in situations. He's been in every situation, but this one is difficult. Not knowing, uh, not knowing uh, who who the mark is. Yeah, I have Joe. I have a fail. I I have like an asterisk, asterisk, ne- asterisk, asterisk next to history. Did we roll? Did I roll a history and fail it? I feel like I did. I think you did when we were researching the journal. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Right. Hmm. Not sure why you would have an asterisk, but either way, you would just level that's how up. I, that's I can't check the box on my PDF, so I just write an asterisk in there. Okay, can you highlight the box. Highlight the box. Uh, anything else remarkable for anyone? Uh, anybody get something cool in a certain ability? I also skill? failed a history and re- last episode, and I rolled a four on that, so I have a sixty-four oh, nice. history. Now. That's great. You also failed, if memory serves, in archaeology. Or anthropology it was one of the two. Oh yes, that's right. Fell. Okay, so let me roll for that. All right, that's another two, four. I think that was archaeology. Yes, so that's sixty-two archaeology. Great. And Magdalena got a. I rolled two fours as well on search and on alertness, so I'm wow. bumped up just a little bit. Fifty-four and uh, forty-five now from search because I had one point in there uh, earlier. Nice. Um, you'll remember the critical moment when Caesar botched the autopsy at the Suffolk County Examiner's office, <laughs> so he now has an extra four points in surgery. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just got plus two in alertness and plus three in search, which is now 22 and 26. So not as an amazing gain as uh, Comstone's failed. Still, it's great. And those yeah. are the ones you're more likely to fail at. You know, you keep chipping away at those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Did- Joe, should we check a box for an incident of sand loss without going insane for helplessness? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh, nice. Yeah, but you didn't lose it. So if you've passed the check. Oh, I uh, see. I didn't don't, have any loss. Yeah, right. you don't check it. You only check it if you fail the check, but don't go to have temporary insanity. Learning oh. from your failures. I don't think I did that for violence last time, but I'm not sure. Cool. Yeah, so uh, great work. Now, let's talk about all this shit that you got going on. And, and I need to retcon a few things uh, since our last session. I've had to revi- revise the timeline and then really take into account the uh, travel times and all that shit for everything that was going on. So it looks a little bit more like this. It's currently almost 10 o'clock in the evening. And the um, the meeting is going to be midnight. So you've got a little over two hours until you're expected to meet with uh, Eileen Parker and, uh, and, and friends at the recycling center. It is also uh, been, you, within the next 30 minutes or so, uh, Magdalena is supposed to report in to uh, the police station, the local police station, and put them at ease and let them know what happened or what she witnessed. And then... Um, I don't think you have anything else that's particularly time sensitive. I think those are the only two things you need to make decisions on in terms of time sensitivity. I mean, I also we should highlight 
We, I mean, like, it may not have gone very well, but we do have a win in that we have the amulet in our possession. So presumably, yeah. there's not going to be a, uh, a vicious flying monster that's going to come and kill people that a teenager was angry at tonight. Mm. So, it's just yeah. like, oh, that's a win. Yeah, let's take the victories where we can get them. Yeah. That's a big one. We're a poorly seated playoff team in a weak conference right now. About hopefully, to be not to be crushed by the number one seed. Well, I mean, Robbers. you guys, you guys, honestly, I, I don't want to go too much into it, but the, the fact is that you are, you know, it's fun as the handler to joke about what a disaster you are making, you know, and how how you're. Comp- digging yourself deeper and deeper but the truth is i mean it when i say that you know your character's skills can be put to to good use and and to quote lebowski nothing is fucked here dude nothing is (laughs) fucked it's just you really don't have anything quite yet that is irreparable uh you just have to focus and put your heads together and figure it out you can do it you can do it Especially since four out of the, or three out of the uh, five of you uh, passed your sanity. You're holding it together. Uh, Tell me what the plan is. Well, okay, here's my thought. I think we should go to the green box. And I think Magdalena should call um, Gretzen, Gregson, and say, sorry, you know, uh, we lost the cell service in a tunnel or whatever. Um I'm on my way. I got a call from Carson. Uh, there seems to be some sort of problem. Can it can it wait? Uh, we're busy with the case, but I'll, I'll be there as soon as I can. Blah blah blah. To straighten this out, to straighten out this mess. Yeah, and just play it off. This. Yeah. yeah, play it off the way uh, Gavin did, and just be like, we were all in the city. We're all together. What do you want from us? Yeah, like, what do you need? We're we're busy solving your fucking case. Yeah, exactly. We can be like, listen, it's a teenage boy. When we went to interview him at his house, clearly there was some weird fascination between him and one of our team members. You know, who knows what he's got up, but you know, it's happening in his mind. We don't want to make any trouble for him. Like, there's a lot of ways we can spin this. Yeah. Maybe the ambulance driving him insane. <laughs> tell, I don't think that. we should. <laughs> I don't think we should bring up the ambulance. Well, speaking of the ambulance, I think in addition to making this phone call. Maybe prior to going to the green box drop, considering we don't know who's who, we might want to bury the amulet if that's our plan prior to going to someone allied with the first agent. It's interesting. Like, we're worried about this possible ambush with the uh, agent from Jordy in my past. Uh, the green box could be a, another ambush. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If Carson's the bad guy. So, so yeah, we should, I think Grant's right. We should probably, if we're going to, unless we're going to use the amulet in our plan, we should maybe ditch, we should ditch the amulet first, make sure no one sees us, and then go to the green box. Yeah, but yeah. where do we hide it? Yeah, hiding it makes sense. It just makes me so nervous. We, like, lose complete control of it, you know? Storage Caesar. locker. Caesar spent some time and hears the storage locker and nods and says, that could be a good idea. I've spent a lot of time, some weekends up in the Hamptons with some of my friends. There's a lot of forest out here no one ever goes into. There's also a lot of houses that aren't occupied this time of year. Because uh, mm. it's kind of cold and winter. Oh, yeah, it's off-season, so. Totally. Good idea. That's a Put fun idea, a, actually. Yeah. Put it in a house. Bury it on someone's property. Put or it in like Dan in- Rather's house. I think yeah, I'd like to to, to, to to like uh, to roll like a luck roll to see if like I have a friend who has a house out here 
and if I would know oh, yeah. whether they were out of town or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to set up a bomb so that if someone's tracking us and they go and find it, the bomb explodes, <laughs> killing them and burning Destroying down the house. <laughs> burning down the whole neighborhood. I don't know if the Vanderpumps are going to appreciate that or not, Roger. <laughs> Standard procedure. Uh, let's not do a luck roll. Let's, let's not do a luck roll. Let's do a charisma roll. Okay. Okay. Let's see who your real friends are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not like for Caesar. It's almost borderline. Like I could just give it to you. He's he is a New York based fucking you know playboy. It's like it's not out of the realm of possibility at all that he knows people that own houses uh, in the North Fork of Long Island. Uh, but let's just make it a roll. Yeah, but you, like even if you can like bring it up casually and chat with his friends on like a messenger app or something to see if they're gone or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's at the Hamptons? Anybody want to hang? Sorry, bro. I'm in LA. That's the luck roll. Is if they're there or not? That's right. the luck roll. Eighty four under eighty five. Oh, oh, man. oh, 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 oh what wow. a charismatic fellow. Wow. He's a little, he's losing his shit, so he's not as charismatic as he normally is. He has, a, he has a, a magnetism to him because of his jittery nervousness, but he's not as like smooth an operator as he normally is. Um, okay. Yeah, so you've got a friend that has a summer place uh, near here. Okay. Near the bay. He uh, owns a boat and a, and a house. Nearby. Of course he does. He's a rich. Uh, he, he owns, owns a, 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 a uh, yeah. It's uh, near the. Um, Hide it on the boat. Yeah, or drive the boat out into the middle of the ocean and uh, <laughs> put it near a buoy. Dangle it from That's a buoy. That's kind of fun, actually. I mean, yeah. I, then, I, hiding it underwater is is fun, and then yeah, we're making it track. impossible to find. As possible. Yeah, the waters yeah. off of the coast of uh, Long Island are not easy to see through a lot of the times. And I don't think we've requis- uh, requisized, requisitioned uh, the appropriate kind of underwater tracking stuff we would need. I can swim. So you've got a friend, uh, you can name them, that has uh, a house nearby. Actually, it's not too far away, and it's on the Peconic Bay, and uh, they own a uh, a yacht that docks at the Old Cove Yacht Club. Okay, so his the name Martin is... Martin Cove Yacht Club. <laughs> Martin Cove Yacht Club. His name is Madison Westcott, uh, and his father is one of the top real estate attorneys in Manhattan. He leverages a lot of the, or he doesn't leverage, he, he negotiates a lot of the uh, mortgages and buyouts for eminent domain. So they make all their money by hedging poor people out of their homes and building uh, large mega luxury rental apartments on top of it. Um, and this is, this is like, this, this, this house says like Westcott 2 on it. They label it like they do their yachts. And this is his son's like minor villa. It's not like the main one, so this is Madison's place. <laughs> I, I know exactly where we can go. My friend Madison, he has this killer modern architecture place. There are a lot of windows, but he's got a lot of hideouts place. He's got panic rooms. We, we could find a place for the amulet there. I think we should consider ditching this car. Well, it's interesting you say that. Madison also has a exotic car collection that he keeps out here. On Long Island, away from Manhattan, where things might go wrong. Maybe he'd have something interesting we could drive there. Oh, yeah, like Cameron's dad and and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah. You're a fan of that movie, Jordy? I love that movie. It 
It's a fun jaunt. <laughs> All right. So let me. So the plan is, Magdalene is going to call Detective Gregson. Blow her off. Put, put it. Put her off. See if we can put her off for a few days. Then we're going to go to to Caesar's friend's house to stash the amulet somewhere, change cars, and then go to the green box, and then make a plan for how we're going to approach this meeting at the recycling center. Yeah, right? Roger's going to swim out and place it somewhere off the dock. Naked. It's freezing. <laughs> it's fucking freezing. Like, unless you, you have a wetsuit. You cares? You can't. He's a former Green Beret. It's He's not a Navy SEAL. He's a famous aquatic <laughs> aquatic stealth op. <laughs> Green Berets. I'll take the boat. Swim back. The boat is not near the house, for the record. Yeah, it's take one of the fancy cars, all right? Well, I'll drive our car out there. That's how I'll ditch it. <laughs> Just drive it to the ocean as far as it'll take me. Seems to be a totally different plan from all. Yeah, we, that's a very different plan than what we're talking about. There yeah. comes down. Sorry, I really wasn't listening. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go out on a limb here and try to move the story forward just even the slightest little bit. Uh, Good luck. Why don't we do Magdalena's call to the, to the department? Why don't we start there, and that can be this episode, and then next episode. You can spend an hour just talking about getting to Caesar's friend's house and all the details of what his dad's cases were recently. Oh Joe, you seem a little tense. Are you okay? And then I, I am going to roll a sanity check. Glenridge Police Department. Hi, this is Magdalena. Uh, I got a call. Holy from- shit! Hold, please. That can't be good. I look at Gavin yeah, and I go, it's it's good. Gavin just, just makes the universal, universal sign for it. Hang up. <laughs> and Magdalena's like, no. No, why hear, would... It? Click. Uh, Magdalena? Is this Gregson? Yes, this is Detective Gregson. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry, we, we were going through a tunnel. We lost cell connection and I completely forgot to call you back. We're, we're out of the, uh, the area right now. We're, we were headed back from the city, but um, we're on something with the case. Is, is it important? Do you need to talk to me? Yes, I do. Um, well, we have a, a young man here, Thomas Dingler, who uh, says that he spoke with you, I, I mean, just a matter of hours ago. Uh, and you're saying you were not in, you were in the city? Yes, in Manhattan. Hours ago, I spoke to um, Thomas Dengler yesterday with uh, our entire team. We were in his house. What is your persuade? Oh, that's a that's a that's just twenty percent. Oh, the standard. Okay. Well, you sounded pretty good to me. So I'll yeah. tell you what. I'll tell you what. I think you pulled it off. Give yourself a plus twenty percent. Okay. And go ahead. Your voice was very confident, and uh, it, it jived with Gavin's story. Uh, so go ahead and roll. Ooh, Come boy. on. Just oh, beat no. it. Just oh. beat it, beat it, beat it. It's a critical no, fail. I was, hold, I'm just going to roll the other one. I, I was so close. 30, oh, wait. No, I did it. 36 oh, yeah, that, uh, under it. 40 with the plus 20. Nice. 36 under oh, 40. Beautiful. <laughs> she, rolled a, she rolled a 75 over 60 on human. <laughs> oh. So uh, you, you did just fine. So she says, um, oh, you spoke with him yes, yesterday. Okay. I'll have to talk to him about that. But we do have an interesting uh, break in the case here. I think we're going to keep Thomas here, at least as long as his parents will allow us, because... Um, 
Did you guys happen to, uh, when you went into Lauren Harrogate's bedroom, you didn't find uh, uh, a cell phone, right? Um, a cell phone? No. No. Well, we didn't really do like a, a sweep of the area. We just took notes on uh, what the break-in was, if it was, you know, okay. out of the ordinary or, yeah. Yeah, he, he said that he was supposed to meet her, and he gave us, he showed us his cell phone, and he received a text message from her uh, earlier today. And so, I'm you so, know, we're trying on, to figure on. out. From Lauren's phone? Yeah, and I, I really wanted to speak with you because I feel like you, I mean, this is one of the reasons that uh, the FBI sent you here is because you would know about this. Can, can Could a killer actually, ha- like, hack a phone? And absolutely, then- absolutely. This changes <laughs> oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, this this absolutely changes everything. This is this is a major breakthrough. Um, and it, okay, I have a lot to think about. I did want to tell you one thing, Gregson. I got to hang up in a second. We're we're on the highway. Um, Thomas seemed off, and I'm worried about him just mentally. I think maybe the 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 deaths in a small town. He seemed distant from his mom. I know he's a teenage kid, but when we talked to him, he just seemed really. I don't know. He didn't want to talk to us, and and it, not in a bad way. But uh, are you suggesting just, that he's a suspect? Absolutely not. No, I think he's just okay. a kid. But I, I want you to keep him safe. If he's with you, uh, just keep him safe. Well, of course we're going to keep him safe. That's that's our job. I, I what? Hmm. What I want to know is. What were you doing uh, outside the city uh, as far as it, it relates to the case? Uh, is there a lead um, in, in New York City for this? No, uh, I, ha- I had to go to B&H to get some replacement parts for one of my computers. It totally bugged out the other day, and I was trying to, to do some connection with the CCTV cameras. It just, uh, I fried my, my laptop. Uh, yeah. Roll of persuade. That's not a total lie. <laughs> no, it's not. So you can have a plus 20%. That's not good. That one. <laughs> that one's a 98 over 40. Boy, howdy. She says, hmm. Okay. Well, why don't we pick this up on Monday? Uh, if you could come by, we could compare notes and, and see where we're at. We're going to keep looking into this cell phone thing and uh, where the signal pinged. Uh, it's a little beyond our scope, but I'd love for you to, to take a look at it, and maybe you could figure out where this, uh, where this hacked phone signal came from. This could, this could be a really important lead. Absolutely. And, and please call me uh, if, if, if Thomas gets another message, if any other kids get any messages from Lauren's phone that is extremely concerning. Do you have any uh, suspects that you could name at this stage in the investigation, or are you still kind of operating like we are, with, without any sort of yeah. person to uh, focus in on? Yeah, we're kind of operating uh, blind right now, but uh, I will let you know um, as soon as we have some semblance and, and could actually report on something. Okay. How about uh, 9 a.m. Monday? Does that work for you? Uh, yeah, copy that. 9 a.m. Monday. All right, we'll meet back in here. Thank you. Have a good uh, weekend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> bye. Bye. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. well. All things considered, all things considered, we're in the clear. Here's the deal. So some good stuff, some bad stuff. But you know what I'm thinking? This is out of character. I'm not saying this. But the fact that I told her a lie about what we did outside the city... 
She doesn't need to know. We're FBI. Like, I don't have to tell her everything. Yeah. Uh, she might so. just assume we're withhold, like, we're working something we're not telling her, right? Yeah. yeah. Good thing she, she didn't see your face. She said that. I could see a lie in every word by the pudgy your eye. The tremor in your cheek. Come soon, you're so close to me. I can smell the peanuts from your DQ. <laughs> Please back away from my face. Nice. I see you. I see your lies. And he, wa- and he wipes the day. broken shell of a Reese's Pieces <laughs> I tell the group about the Monday meeting um, and I'm like I think we're good for now but let's get our shit done this weekend so we can have our everything together so we can just blow off the meeting and never come back Right, exactly. (laughs) You'll be dead by Monday. All right, so checklist uh, number one is off. What's next? Talk to me. Yeah, hide the hide the amulet. Hide the amulet. So you're going to Caesar's friend's house or yacht? His house. House. You drive to his house. Pull up outside. Want to make sure we're not being followed? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Can we? Can Gavin like uh, everybody can roll alertness? Okay. Can I also like drive in such a way like get off the highway, take back roads, like? Do that kind of thing, just in you case I miss. You can roll drive. Okay, great. And you can yeah. roll alertness. So tell yeah. me what those two rolls are. Uh, I should dra- I don't know. Uh, I got a 37 under 84. So Thir- Roger 33, is 33, very- which is a crit, right? Under 44 yeah, for alertness. Yeah, that's crit. For what? For alertness. Okay. And drive? Uh, 21 over 20. Oh, oh no. no. Why are you driving? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I think it makes um, sense because Gavin's I rolled, a good dr- I rolled. I just, you know, we're learning the game it's still, and I just want to let you guys know how this goes. I rolled really, really, really well. Oh. Um, but the way I rolled a 12 and a 15, a 12 stealth, a 15 driving. So the way this plays out is uh, y- your um, head-to-head roll. I forget what it's called. I'm blanking. Opposed but your What's that? An opposed roll? Yeah, your opposed roll, both of you succeed because you rolled higher numbers but had a success. So that is a a success over the 12 stealth. The 15 drive and your failure at drive means the following. You notice you pick up a tail at a certain point during uh, during this drive around and you notice the tail. And you try to avoid the tail, and you are unable to. So no matter what you do, you still see these headlights in the distance, and you start to think that they might not even care that they're that they you know that, that you can see them. Uh, but you are being followed. I drop caltrops out of the back of the car. I fashion caltrops out of the long Dairy Queen spoon. And toss them directly out the window in a in a way that they'll have to run over. Okay, them. I need a craft caltrops roll. <laughs> I have an eighty in that. <laughs> wow, you're I like can... a Grant character, a Grant built character. <laughs> I can't, I can't shake the tail. Comstone, do you have anything we can do? Uh, yeah, pull over. Gavin pulls over. Oh no. What does the other car do? Onto the shoulder of the car just goes by. All right. Let's go again. (laughs) 
I'm happy to drive if you're not up to the task, Gavin. You're able to keep wow. it together? Wow. Wow. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Come soon. Give me one of those cigarettes. All right. It's not your brand. Oh, it's my brand now. And he takes the wheel. He only has a 40 in drive. He's not that amazing, but... Uh, You're probably the best driver of all of yeah, us. I'm sure you yeah. are. Yeah. If it was a I, tank, I could drive. <laughs> yeah. That's my jam. <laughs> uh, so with uh, the help of everyone else in the car with alertness rolls, uh, letting uh, letting uh, Caesar know if anyone's out on the corners or uh, down beneath his eye line, uh, he's going to make a drive check to evasive maneuvers, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get back on the road. Doesn't take too long. You pick up a tail again. Come on. Come on. So now you're going to try to... So what I'm th- what this role is, is you're trying to get to your friend's house by losing the tail. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So it's, it's an, another opposed drive. Watch this, Westover. <laughs> 83. Over 40. Oh, no. <laughs> Watch what? Crash. Watch what? Oh, I, I rolled a critical success. Oh. Uh, so you just can't, you can't lose the tail. All right, man. All right, I have an idea. What's you like idea? it? They're good. They're good. They're, good. They're very good. What's your They're idea? They're good. Um, we find a place to throw it out the window, and then we still drive to your friend's house. Pretend that we're planting it, and then just remember where we tossed it out the car. <laughs> Won't they just see us toss it out the car and stop right after we we drive by? Try the pullover thing again. <laughs> that seemed to work. <laughs> toss it, fucking toss it. We could pretend to toss it. Yes, we could toss a bag out the window. We could toss a DQ bag, and they yeah. could just be. They yeah. could go try to get it. Yes, Magdalena, give me your necklace. He rips it off. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's just my normal necklace. That's not the amulet. Right? That's uh, what do you want my necklace? And he checks it out the window. <laughs> What's really happening? <laughs> I like that you now just have to ask that straight yeah. up. Um, I, I love that I have to ask it four times every episode. <laughs> What's actually happening? He loves it. I kind of love the idea of bringing the Dairy Queen cup back into this, hiding the amulet in the Dairy Queen cup, making a big to-do about us uh, hiding it in this house or hiding it in the water, and the whole time it's just sitting in a Dairy Queen cup on the side of the road. (laughs) You know, we have to go through, we realize we're being tailed. We just go through the whole rigmarole, make it look like we're planting it there, but we surreptitiously hide it somewhere else. It doesn't have to be very here, quick. Here, here's the Queen. question, though. What is our... Well, just trying to figure out who's who, I guess, is why, but shouldn't our motivation as Delta Green agents be to destroy this amulet? We don't know. We don't yeah. know. We don't. Because the, our... Yes, our orders are to destroy it, but if we are... If, we're, if, they're, if the people we think we're working for want it destroyed for nefarious purposes and actually Eileen Parker who wants not wants it not destroyed is who we should be working for then obviously we don't want to destroy it we're just we don't actually don't know what what's yeah, best the, the only reason that actually makes sense to me is someone who just wants to stop the unknowable horror from creeping into the world and destroying it is that if destroying the amulet will somehow not allow us to get rid of the beast that's coming out killing people 
if we if we if we don't think that if we think it might we might have to like uh, sanctify this amulet in order to get rid of the creature, then I'd be okay keeping it and trying to do this. But if we thought that destroying it, we don't have evidence either way. So, what if what if you do? We do. I wouldn't call it evidence. I'd say it's circumstantial at best. But you're not operating completely in the dark because Gavin uh, speaks Spanish. Uh, one of the things that he was able to translate uh, is from this Captain Valdez. It was written in the journal, who mentioned specifically that they uh, destroyed the multiple amulets uh, that these priests were wearing, and that uh, they still had two left to destroy. And the one that was talked about in that particular entry was one that had to do with a with lightning, and they destroyed it. Uh, and and he said we we still have two left to find the amulet of the sun and the amulet of the moon. There is no entry in there uh, that said the destruction you know rained down a, a terror of these these creatures unleashed. You know what I mean? There was there was no mention of that. Uh, so or, I, that's why I say it's circumstantial at best. But you do have evidence of people destroying these things, and there is no evidence that it caused uh, the creatures to no but did did we have evidence that destroying them caused the creatures to stop showing up after they destroy them you don't have specific evidence of that but you don't have evidence that they do show up after that okay i guess i guess where i'm at is like feasibly if eileen parker are the quote-unquote you know and her people are the quote-unquote good guys maybe they want to use the amulet to kind of fight in the eventual war against cosmic horror and actually you know, actually, but it could I, be a I, boon for good. I think Delta Green knows very clearly, and agents of Delta Green know very clearly that it's uncontrollable, and that mm. to try to do so would be folly. So, do, but I don't think we know that. I don't think we know that. The, the priests from the priests use it to build. They think they use it to build their civilization. Hold on, can I pause you guys just for a second? I want you to do me a favor and try to not think as Matthew and. Grant, but sure. try to think as Gavin and Caesar in terms of this argument. It's a very, very relevant argument, and, a, and both sides are valid, utterly valid. But how does Gavin perceive his role in Delta Green as it relates to the occult and everything? And then how does Caesar, uh, what would his priorities be? Uh, because each individual Delta Green agent has a commitment to the, 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 uh, the group, the syndicate, whatever you want to call it as a whole, but also has their own individual, uh, you know, reasons that they're in it. Uh, and so think about those and where do they fall as you discuss this? Uh, for uh, Caesar, uh, he this is a good point, Joe. He is uh, he sees this entire opportunity. He probably sees the opportunity of joining Delta Green as a way to um, legitimize Haunter and to give it more field testing and to make sure that it works so that he can sell it and uh, have legitimacy in his father's eye as like a, a businessman of competence. So as as close to the edge as he's being brought sanity wise, he would probably want to store this in Madison Westcott's house uh, in order to see where it goes, so that he can get more data to send back to the devs. And I think Gavin is just so rocked by the possibility that we might be working for the wrong people, right? Mm. Like he he joined this to, to he he joined to help and to do to to help you know fight these forces that his mother fought 
and now he finds out that he actually might like he's just he's just so confused so it seems like the only thing we can do for now is not do anything with the amulet and sit on it until we know who we should be working for then if our option then is we know we're being tailed and unless we have some sort of crazy scooby-doo split up in the hotel and run different ways down hallways and into rooms uh to try to like lose track of them then i guess the safest way would be to keep the amulet with us to the green box and then to our next meeting yeah i agree i think it's not yeah time-wise yeah time-wise it's not worth it to detour to i think you've used a lot of time yeah. You're, you've used in trying to, to shake these tails and the indecision, etc. I think I'll generously say you've used 40 minutes uh, of time. You've got about an hour 20 until midnight. Okay. Right. And, the and, the, and the green box is a, at least a 20 minute drive away. So, you know, 20 minute drive, you get there, you got an hour till you have to be back. That's sort of. We also don't have to go to this meeting at midnight. That's yeah, true. We could blow the meeting mm-hmm. off. That will have repercussions too, right? Um, most likely, let's, hits. let's go to the green box and see if there's anything in You're there. You're also that can help being us. tailed, right? Yeah, Wouldn't I mean, it stand can... a reason that you'd be tailed to the green box. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping that once we get to the automotive salvage center, that there's like a garage that can close, and they're not going to follow us into the the salvage center. So they're going to know that we went there, but they're not going to know what went down inside. That's what I'm hoping mm. for. So we got to go yeah. and see what the place looks like. Fine with detailed. If it's quiet for a while while we're driving to the green box, Roger will break the silence. What are all of your kill counts? Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine him sitting like in the far back of the SUV yeah. by himself. <laughs> Matthew just Matthew just role played slowly turning from the passenger seat. <laughs> to look back at the rear of the SUV in the third row where Roger sits in the dark smoking a cigarette with the windows up. <laughs> I, think, I think Magdalena deadpan, you know, and she's got her gothic hair, piercings, gothic makeup, turns around, looks at Roger and just says, one, and turns back around. Wow. What about you, Caesar? There's blood on my family's name. But I haven't killed any myself. I grew up privileged, all right? All right? Is that okay with you, Comstone? And then he hits the accelerator. You'll get to the green box in 19 minutes and 50 seconds. College college boy. Zero. Jordy, I think I know your history. I'm sure you've got some blanks. Uh, I know you're not afraid to kill. Jordy turns and, like, he's got his cigarette lit. He says, like, working on one, buddy. <sighs> Takes a big drag. <laughs> oh, 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 man. I lost count over time. A lot of explosives went off that I was responsible for. Death count was too high to count each number. Hand to hand. Over 343 kills. What the fuck? You mass murderer? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. 
I don't think you actually know what that means, what you just said. <laughs> Did you blow up a city block? I mean, like, had killed 343. <laughs> he said hand to hand. Now, he wasn't even talking about the, the demolitions. Even if, he's, even if he's incredibly well trained, like, honestly, to, to yeah, come out alive. If he's one of, yeah, the most prolific hand to hand killers in the history of the military. I think he killed one trained soldier and the rest were just infants, just like strangling them in the cribs like that's his hand-to-hand kills it was a poorly guarded hospital all right (laughs) 343 and i remember all of their eyes all 700 and uh, i've lost count of their eyes 86 86 (laughs) well maybe not necessarily we're any we're any one-eyed I can't remember that. I killed three cyclopes. I killed three cyclopes. One guy had this defect where there was a third eye growing in the middle of his head. It all evened out. The point is... The point is... The point is... Tonight we're all going to have blood on our hands. Either theirs or ours. 343... Gavin slowly turns around to look at Cumpstone again and says, I have to ask, were any of them real? (laughs) Wow, what a prick. (laughs) He's just cross-examining. That's what he was taught in school. Yeah. Rogers takes a long drag and blows it maybe a little too closely to Gavin Westover. (sighs) I think we should kill the tail. They're for putting the tail on us. Shoot out the tires, maybe. Uh, I mean, you got the sniper rifle. Yeah, how good are you with that gun, Comstone? Mm. I'm the best there is. In a I moving three hundred forty three. I I think that would draw so much attention to us. Sure, we're on the highway, but like we're still in Long Island. Like if we just take out guns and shoot behind us and shoot a car. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, hey, if Malkovich, we go, think fast. If we go down, uh, uh, if we can maybe look on a, a map and see if there's a circuitous way to get to the box that has us going down a secluded road. What is wrong with just going just to the box? shoot the tires out. What's uh, wrong with just going to the box and having this, them follow us? Who cares? They don't yeah, know what we're doing. I guess. So they're like the same people that are going to meet us at the Peconic Recycling Center. Yeah, they're yeah. keeping an eye on us, I guess. If, if it's even them, if they're even a tail, maybe they're not. We're all maybe hallucinating a tail. I actually yeah. kind of like the idea. I don't like the idea of killing them, but I like the idea of like shooting out a single tire and just losing them. Like that sounds cool to me. Yeah. You do what you want. Do what you want. I'm just thinking. I don't want to draw more attention. We just got the cops yeah. to like chill out. But they don't want to have any attention drawn to them either. Yeah. If nobody so. sees us, and I just put a True. bullet through the driver's uh, forehead. No, no, not the. Don't no. Kill no. <laughs> this is why I don't trust him. We're like shoot the tires. He's like I shoot them in their left eye. <laughs> I'll make it rain out here. <laughs> can you hit the tire, Roger? I can hit the tire. Yeah, just one. Just one tire. Uh, incredibly difficult. Yeah, okay. from a moving vehicle. Unbelievable. What are we, 45, it would be minus, 45 to 60 miles an hour? It would be minus 40%. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I'd have to roll under 20 then. So, possible. One in five. Possible. Yeah. What if I tried to kill the driver? Still is just as hard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what if we stopped the car? What if we pulled over? Roger Roger leans out the window, sets up the shot. 
Still minus 20, or is that... Still minus 20 to hit a specific tire from the angle. Unless you walk right up to it, shoot it, you know, stab it, something like that. If you're, you know, in in the darkness, shooting into headlights at a tire, uh, you take at least a minus 20. Can we find a one-way street, emergency brake, turn the wheel 45 degrees, sideways it, so they had to reverse out, give Roger a few more seconds... I don't know why I'm indulging this insane plan. <laughs> it's like in uh, Godfather when they're going to the restaurant and they got Michael in the car with the Turk. Yeah. It's like uh, going to Jersey? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And he <laughs> spins around on the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. Uh, let's do that. Except I shoot the driver in the face. <laughs> All right, let's just go to the green box. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And cool. see what they do. You go to the green box, uh, which is essentially an auto salvage about 20 minutes uh, outside of town. You pull up to this place. Car pulls up, stops outside, man. And uh, hold on, let me kill some of this uh, traffic because it is quiet here now. It's getting late. It's uh, 11 p.m. You pull up and you see a big sign. B and C auto salvage, sort of red uh, oval, white lettering. B and C underneath it, auto salvage, a little smaller. Big gate, big lock on it, uh, and you see uh, an office uh, and garage that's sort of right next to it, and it's all dark and all locked up. It's it's eleven o'clock at night. Seems to be nobody around. You pull up and you stop. Your tail pulls up and stops. Maybe I'm going to say 50 meters behind you, something like that. A pretty decent distance away. Just pulls over and stops, leaving their lights on. Maybe we should go have a talk with them. Yeah, I'm thinking, why not? You are yeah. Go say hi. Yeah. Well, they'll bring up. We'll bring our buddies Smith and Wesson. <laughs> okay, or we can just talk. I'm They'll starting. do the talking for us. Want to split? Want to split up? Yeah, I think we should in the interest of time. Yeah, and also that way the amulet doesn't—the amulet isn't left unguarded. Yeah, you know I'm going to case the joint here around uh, the auto body. I'll hop out of the car and do an, uh, an alertness, not a search. I want to see anything jumping out at me. Seems off. Just rocks. 27 under 84. Nice. No. Seems to be, uh, you know, it's it's 11 o'clock. Business is not open. You see a really big yard that's going back uh, into. And you can actually see in the distance, it's very dark, but it's almost like a black wall in the distance uh, behind the uh, all of these rows and rows of wrecked automobiles and uh, you see it's pine trees against the uh, the skyline and uh, it, you know if you looked at it on a GPS if Magdalena was looking as you came in you could see that this thing backs right up against the Long Island Pine Barrens which is like a state park and so it's very remote oh dear I hear Pine Barrens I think of the Sopranos me too <laughs> Mm. I'm not going in there. Nope. I'm not living off ketchup packets. Um, it just seems like a regular auto salvage that's not open. 
Is there a you green see box no danger. Anywhere? You see no danger. The only danger is your tail. Uh, Caesar uses athletics to hop the fence. Unless anyone has objections to it. No. Do it. Uh, you're going to have to roll, and you're going to have to succeed because of the barbed wire. Got it. 42 under 50. So I shouldn't say you have to succeed. You would just take damage if you didn't. But, uh, yeah, all right, so you're able to negotiate the barbed wire. Now, do you have the card? Uh, I'm... Oh, right, it's padlock, so I was going to open the door for Gavin to come in since he was given the card, right? So uh, toss the card over. Uh, well, really, all the card is is... The GPS, the, the coordinates, GPS right. coordinates, and there's three other numbers on it too. It says forty-one dash two dash one seven. Oh, uh, it's combination you, lock. Combination. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so just geolocate where that is and yeah. start digging. Fling it from your your iPhone to mine, and uh, it'll plug right into maps. I could have sure. just given you the card before you left. But, yeah. All right. Either way, Caesar, you have the <laughs> GPS coordinates, yes. and you know that this thing is way in the back of the lot, way in the back. You got a long walk ahead of you. Okay. So it's, 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 it's athletics you... to get over the athletics to get over the fence. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I don't have great athletics, so I'll stay back. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I have the the base thirty, so I can stay back. I'll go. I'll help. I thought you were going to talk to the guys in the car. Yeah, I thought. Well, I I'll go, go to the car. Them. Okay, uh, I'll walk to the car. I'll come with you. I'll come with you to the car. I'm okay. coming to the car too. Oh yeah, Gavin and I could have a little chat. We leave the amulet with Jordy. Yeah, I'll tell. Jordy stays in the SUV with the amulet around his neck, and he dozes off. Is that what you said? Yes, that's what happened. Uh, (laughs) And Roger Magdalena and Gavin get out and start walking towards these two headlights 50 meters away, pulled over on the side of the road. Fucking love this game. (laughs) Slowly walking. Is anybody armed? Roger is. With what? A Glock, I think. Uh, Magdalena is with a uh, pen knife and a spike stun gun. Um, I have a brand new set of law books at home. Heavy. I don't. Bl- uh, okay. Did we talk about Roger flying with this Glock? It was because it it's a registered weapon, and he just like checked it and then got it on the other side. It was all legal. Yeah, he. he it's all above board. Okay, so he's he got a thing in Fish Called Wanda where he takes it out and like flips it around the metal detector as he walks <laughs> through it. That's exactly what he does. Uh, he also has various knives strapped all over his body. Uh, <laughs> he killed 343 people in hand to hand. He has a knife for each kill. Jesus Christ. So you, is Roger actually a serial killer? Is that what you're telling us? Like, perhaps so the most scary. prolific serial killer of all time? Roger Roger killed a lot of people when he in, in the war. Uh, and he is deluded enough to think that, like, he started to count them. And, like, imagine just like, and then hand to hand. he 343 might be lowballing how many people he actually killed. Confirmed. Yeah, but we were talking about hand-to-hand, which you specifically said. I know, but in his mind, hand-to-hand is just... Hand. Hand. To hand. To hand. No weapon. He didn't, like, crack 343 necks in the dark. (laughs) I was going to say, that is so many stealth kills in the dark. That's like, that's some Hugo Stieglitz level. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Caesar we're walking over there. Caesar disappears into the darkness of this lot. First thing that happens is Caesar, within 200 feet, stops and sees in the distance a dog just walking. <laughs> on two legs. On, on two legs. <laughs> Smoking oh, a pipe. You see a Doberman walking a few hundred feet in front of you. Think about it. That would be it. something Roger would see. Uh, we, uh, we move back to Roger and Magdalena and Gavin who are slowly walking towards this car. As you get closer, the two doors of the car open up. To clink, to clink, the two side doors open up when you're maybe 20 meters away. And two men step out of the car and stand up. Both are in suits. Hard to see against the darkness of night. As you get to within 10 meters, they say, Okay, that's enough. And you recognize the voice of the African-American CDC agent that you saw at the autopsy. He was the driver. He's standing by the driver's door. Across from him is the guy who was identified as Scott Wiley when you first met. And they're both just standing there looking at you. He says, okay, that's close enough. Gavin puts up his hands to be like, hey, I'm, I'm not, not here for a fight. Magdalena they show both of their hands pockets. as well. Oh. They put them both up over the, the sides of the car and just say, is there something we can help you with? Maybe. But we'd have a little chat since we're uh, rocking this convoy all over Long Island. Thought we'd take a little pee break. Talk to our friends. Are you? Our friends. Well, that remains to be seen, doesn't it? I certainly thought so. But it, uh... Seems you are... Checking a few things off your list before our meeting tonight? What's going on here? What's inside this place? I don't know. What's inside the CDC offices? Hmm. CDC offices. Since several you both labs. work for the CDC. Yeah, several right. labs, desks, um, a reception area. <laughs> You're welcome to call. Uh, <laughs> can have my card. Does your sniper friend work for the CDC as well? Don't see him around anywhere. If you did, he wouldn't be a very good sniper, would he? Guess not. I'll take your card. And Magdalena starts walking a little closer to them. Hand outstretched, other hand up. He reaches into his suit pocket, pulls out a business card, hands it over to you. It's identical to the one he handed Caesar. It says David, uh, I believe it was David Greer. David Greer. CDC, you know, looks all legit, as far as you can tell. Um, and he just says, as far as I know, we're all on the same side of this thing. Get this killer 
out of Glenridge. What do you think? And he looks at you, Magdalena. I think you've been following us under orders from someone else, and you need to take a long, hard look at who that person is. You think we might work for the wrong people. Possibly you work for the wrong people. I'm not interested in talking to you. None of us are. (laughs) We'll talk to you when we have our meeting. But I would really, really like it if you stopped tailing us. Thank you. And Magdalena walks back. (laughs) He chuckles, looks across at his partner. His partner looks at him. Wry smile. Kind of chuckles. They don't say anything. Look back at you. At the three of you. She says behind her shoulder as they chuckle. She's like, that's cute. That's very cute. Roger just says, uh, well, uh, glad we had this little chat. I look forward to continuing it sometime soon. He turns to walk away and it's like, oh, maybe you can ask these men about your mother. Oh, oh. What? Gavin just like told, like he was trying to keep a straight face and he's like what about my mother gentlemen <sighs> oh, I don't know what he's talking about kid you know something about my mother I don't know you I don't know your mother all I know is make sure you make the meeting at midnight that's what I was told they know they know, Gavin. They know what? They know where she is. Odds are, they have her. Gavin is just like, he's like, he is comes to, like, comes to and has shown no evidence of being sane at all. This entire, this entire operation. <laughs> and yet, he's so tempted by this information. He's just like looking back and forth between Cumstone and the two operatives trying to just decide who's telling Give the truth. Give me a human int roll. Mm. Comstone will add fuel to the fire. Ask them if they were the ones that tailed your mother before she met them at a recycling plant in the middle of nowhere. Or were they too busy sucking at their mother's teat before they got the promotion to be the follow guys? Uh, fail. 85 or 60. <laughs> you don't know who's telling the truth. What do you... And Gavin is just like... He suddenly feels very overwhelmed and very. He doesn't. He, he doesn't have any cool left, and he's just like, "I gotta, I gotta, uh, um, uh, I'm gonna." And he just walks back to the car with following Magdalena. It's a lot to absorb. It's a lot to absorb. <laughs> Comstone has not been a cool, calming presence. He's not a reliable narrator. No, no. no. <laughs> you guys turn around and start walking away. Again, these two agents. We see the camera pans to them, and they look at each other, and they pass a quizzical look and both hunker down and get back in the car and close their door and that's when we go back inside the salvage yard Caesar what are you doing you know you've got a few hundred meters to go to get to this and do I see the the dog you mentioned Uh, yeah it's a sort of pacing so in his downtime we talked about Caesar training in firearms and under his father's house in Westchester County, Rye, New York, he registered a Sig Sauer P three sixty five, which what year is this set in? Twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. It's a best selling handgun in twenty nineteen. It's a micro compact weapon. 
9mm handgun offering a 10 plus 1 magazine. But he's new and green to the training. He's got a 29 in firearms, and he says, Two hands, Caesar. Two hands. Trigger discipline. Two hands and trigger discipline. And he pulls the gun up in front of him like an agent, like he's seen on TV. He's just completed the concealed firearms license and just started defensive firearms training. So it's more bluster than anything else. But it's the only thing that gives him confidence as he walks the remaining 200 meters towards the box with the dog between him and there. And he's just waiting as he takes each step to see if the dog notices him. Okay. He keeps walking. The dog is pacing. It's not staying in one area. It's kind of moving around between cars, between rows. And as you get up to the place where it was, it has moved on. It's sort of in a different area, and you're you're holding that gun out there, two hands, sort of scanning it around. And uh, you see the dog is over to the side of you now, parallel to where you are as you keep moving. Doesn't seem to have smelled you yet. There's a, a good heavy wind blowing in your face. Like, this, this might help. Okay. Doesn't seem to notice you, and you kind of move past it and continue to approach the coordinates unharmed you look down at your phone and you see you're within meters of this location mm-hmm. and you come up and you're you look up and you see in front of you a 1991 Winnebago warrior 22 <laughs> it's just like this big old Winnebago is just sitting in the back of this lot and it is basically right where your GPS tells you to go. Uh, no wheels, it's just sort of stacked. Its axles are stacked up on these huge planks. Uh, and you see the side windows are all sort of blanked out. You can kind of tell that the windshield has like a silver like reflector. sun reflector yep. yeah. oh, underneath yeah. it. Uh, I approach the car and uh, pull on the first door handle I can reach my hand onto to see if it's unlocked. You reach up and you see that the uh, car doors, passenger side, you're coming up from the passenger side. You see the passenger side door as you come up to it, you start to reach out to grab the handle and you see as you're closer that the entire frame of the door has been welded shut. Oh, shit. Okay. You back off and you look at the cab area where the door goes into the side Mm -hmm. and you see that it has a heavy welded metal chunk that crosses from the door over into the you know sort of aluminum uh side of the uh winnebago and it's bolted in and then it has a lock mechanism with a big old padlock that says sergeant and green leaf on it And you can see it's a combination lock. Do I see anything related to the term Tom Terrific anywhere? I'm wondering if that's the name of the dog or something. No. Um, Okay. Uh, Then I will enter in the code, which was like 42177 or something like that. I have the card with me, so I can look at it. I think I said it wrong. It's 41217. So you're 41 back to 217. Sweating. Just like (laughs) the padlock opens. I uh, pry open as quietly as I can, but I imagine it might be a little rusty and make a as it opens up. And the you sign of a goddamn 1991 Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> you 
open up this padlock. Pull the door slowly open. We see you step inside into darkness. What? And we'll see you next week. I knew you were going to do that. Had to. You left me no choice. You went alone. You went alone. That's where the monster is. Right, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. What's in the winnie? What's in the winnie? Wow. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.